welcome to the Native Informant podcast. Thank you so much. Please introduce the audience. Who is Abby and where does she come from and her backstory? So my name is Abby Hafez and I am actually from USA. I lived there for most of my life, around 22 years in USA. So I have a bit of a background there. I come from a very, very small town in Michigan. It was a bit sheltered there. I was a Christian for around 25 years. So living in this small town, mostly everyone there is Christian. I didn't meet any Muslims. But when I moved to Dubai, I actually followed my husband here. <laughs> um, so our love story brought me to Dubai and oh my gosh I was just like amazed to see the difference in the culture and also I met so many amazing Muslims that it just opened my eyes to Islam for the first time and I started to really learn the truth about Islam and how peaceful and loving it was and it's just been incredible. And for those of you who don't know, you are a new revert to Islam. And do you want to tell the audience on how you came to revert to the faith of Islam? Yeah, sure. I was I was a little bit interested in Islam through my husband since he is a born Muslim, but I never really found it for me until I started learning about Palestine. And I started seeing, obviously, the destruction and all of the heartbreak there. And I saw these Muslims living in Palestine and they lost everything. They lost their homes, their family, their future, you know, everything. They lost it. And they were thanking God amidst all that. And I said, how can someone have that strong of a faith? I saw a video of a woman, she's holding her child and her child had passed away. She was thanking God at that moment. And she's saying, Allahu Akbar. And she's saying in Arabic, from you we came and to you we will return. And just thanking God so much in that moment. And I said, I don't think I could do that. I don't think my faith is strong enough that I could thank God at that moment. So I said, how is her faith so strong? So that's what really inspired me to read the Quran, because especially as a mother, to be holding my child in my arms and thanking God, because even though my child is gone, I don't know. I don't think I could do that at that moment. Incredible how much the Palestinian people, the Palestinian Muslims have inspired the world. So I said, I need to read this book. They're talking about the Quran. I need to read this and see what is it that they believe in to be this steadfast in their faith so i just opened it out of curiosity as a christian of 25 years and literally the first sentence i was just blown away like i felt like it was speaking directly to me i felt like god sent this book like god was speaking to me through the words it was just incredible <laughs> And what's even more incredible is that you have reverted to Islam before our very eyes. I mean, that is how I've come to, to know you as the social media influencer personality. You have garnered over 35 million views in total on your journey to reverting to Islam. And that's just on your TikTok profile. I'm sure mm -hmm. that all of these other profiles on YouTube and Megan Rice and a few other people that have been publicly converting to Islam amidst the travesties that has been going on in Palestine. It's just fascinating to know that throughout all of the chaos, there, there seems to be something beautiful that has arisen for your experience. Yeah, definitely. It's been amazing to see so many people opening their eyes to Islam for the first time and finally seeing the truth about Islam and the peace and the love and it's just incredible to see such a worldwide revolution of peace and love it's just really incredible 
And you had mentioned before we even started this podcast that you are a fresh revert. So how long has it been since you've actually said your shahada or took your shahada? Yeah, just a little over a week. Honestly, it's been amazing. It's been so amazing. And what do you think has changed for you now that you view things through the lens of a Muslim? Has any perception changed or what has been the main perception that has changed for you? Yeah, I feel like everything is different <laughs> in the best way. I will say one thing is like my body image. I'm not obsessing over how I look as much anymore because ultimately I don't think that's the most important thing about me anymore. I used to believe that how I look is the most important thing, but now after becoming Muslim, I know that no, it's my soul, it's my heart, it's how I carry myself, it's how I treat other people. And it just took a lot off my shoulders, you know, to, to feel that. And since that you've been living in a, in a Muslim country, how has your perception of Muslims in general changed? Oh my gosh, it's been a game changer, honestly. Living in Marquette, Michigan, it's a very small town. Most people don't leave this town like their whole life. They stay there, raise their family there. So it's a very closed community. <laughs> Getting out of this area and moving to Dubai from a very small town to a big city, it's already going to be much more culture and diversity. Every every time out here, the Edan, I'm like, what is this sound? <laughs> like, It was so interesting to see how immersed most people were in the Muslim faith here. I would see so many people wearing the, the hijab, the abaya, people going to pray. The mosques would be full of people. It's just, it's like so amazing to see so many people dedicated to God. How has your family felt about your reversion to Islam? Maybe you have siblings or your parents, how have they felt? Yeah, actually, I called my mom after I reverted because I didn't want anyone's like opinion to sway my faith. Deep in my heart, I knew what was true for me. So I called my mom and I told her and she said, oh, wow, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you that you found your own path. And I told my sister also and she was like, wow, really? And then she said, that must be cool that you and your husband share the same faith now. So it's really just so supportive. You mentioned in one of your videos, which I found fascinating, is you felt that you potentially took your shahada before you actually became Muslim. Can you yeah. elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I didn't cry when I actually took my shahada and people were asking me why. I realized that I might have taken my shahada maybe like a few days before that. I was kind of pulled through this process by God. I really feel that. I was pulled from my soul to read the Quran. Then I was pulled to try the way that Muslims pray. So I said, okay, let me just try it. Like there's no harm in trying it. So I, I did the wudu and I followed the app on how to pray as Muslims pray. And um, I was just amazed by how I felt after praying. I finished the prayer. I called it a practice prayer. <laughs> I finished the prayer and I just like fell down and like I was bawling. I couldn't hold the tears back. Just like an incredible flood of emotions. I wouldn't say it was negative. No, it was like I was letting go of 25 years of anything on my shoulders. I just felt so free. I felt so free. And I said at that moment, I need to be Muslim. I, I really need to take my Shahada. And I told my husband right then, please take me to the mosque right now. <laughs> I need to be Muslim. 
Was there a specific verse that you read in the Quran that really made you feel like this is speaking to me? This is the one. Honestly, I, I feel like it was kind of every sentence was just consistently answering my questions. By like the, the second surah of the Quran, I said, yeah, this is really resonating with me. So I think it was just every sentence answering a question, answering a question. For those who are potentially listening who do not know about Islam as a religion and also do not know how one could result in reading the Quran and then going in through a reversion story, what would you say to them? And since you were there literally a week ago, yeah, how, how would you describe that to them? I would say just be curious. Just always be curious. For me, I'm never afraid to learn. People were telling me to stop reading the Quran and you need to just focus on your faith as a Christian. And to me, I don't want to walk by blind faith. For me, I think that that faith should be tested and we should be able to look at other religions and not just put our blinders on and pretend like there's no other religions in the world, right? It should stand the test of time, right? So we should be able to compare it with other religions and still have it be your truth. So I will say just be curious. Don't be afraid of what other people are going to think or say because in the end, all that matters is what you feel in your heart to be true. The fact that you went in from Christianity and transitioned into Islam, what were the things that you perhaps didn't align yourself completely with Christianity that helped navigate your journey to towards Islam? Actually, as a Christian, the deeper I got into my faith, the more questions I had. And, and I started to be a bit more confused as I was going along. I was going to Bible studies and going to church every Sunday. And I'm not saying that's what makes you religious. But as I went along, I started to have a lot of questions that were unanswered. Actually, the Quran started answering those questions for me, like questions about who is Jesus and is Jesus really God? And these kind of questions, I always had them on my mind. And also another question I had was, um, are Christians the only people that will get into heaven? And the Quran started answering those questions for me. And one thing that always confused me as a Christian was like, how, how can Jesus, peace be upon him, be God if he doesn't know what's going to happen to him on the crucifixion day. I was reading the Bible and it said that he was sweating blood because he was so nervous about what's going to happen. So I'm thinking to myself, if Jesus was God, then how is he nervous about what's going to happen? And from the other side, how can God die? And from the other side, I'm thinking like, if we put God into a human time frame, which has a beginning and an end, then God would have a beginning and an end, but God is infinite. So to me, it feels that we're somehow limiting God. Did you have any reservations at all? Yeah, I was really scared. You know, it is not an easy thing to change your faith after 25 years of being raised deeply in it. You know, you're, you're raised from a very young child in the church. It's just ingrained in you. It becomes like a second skin to you, your, your faith, your religion. So to start questioning that is really scary because then you're starting to think to yourself, if I start questioning things and I lose my faith that I had, what am I going to have after that? Like, what if I don't resonate with this other faith that I'm starting to learn about? Um, what if I'm left with nothing in the end? You know, there is always that question like of being in between two areas. Like I was in that area for, for a little bit there of questioning like, 
like, is this really the choice for me? And you're kind of like between two worlds, you know, it's, it's really a, it's kind of like a leap of faith at that point. Did it surprise you of how quick you transitioned from being Christian to Muslim? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was planning to at least finish the Quran. Okay. I was planning to finish the Quran, you know, get into some hadiths, you know, learn about all the ins and outs, um, get to the point of being able to wear hijab before becoming Muslim. And yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened. But Alhamdulillah, I'm Muslim. So. And do you feel like you've gained a new community of people that you align with spiritually? 100%. I feel like I have a family across the entire world. It's really incredible. What were the main things or the main, I guess, stereotypes or prejudice that you might have had towards a certain group of people that has shifted since moving and obviously becoming Muslim? Growing up in the U.S., specifically in my small town, the, the main idea was I, I never thought of the Middle East as the beautiful place that it is. I saw it through a war zone and I hate saying that now. It, it just tells how important it is to be open-minded and to, to really see for yourself because all the stereotypes that I was fed to believe are wrong. The Middle East is beautiful. The people living here are amazing. Middle Eastern people are so generous, so kind, so loving. Honestly, I feel safer here in UAE than I have ever felt in the United States. What is your favorite thing that you have learned about being Muslim? I'll just say that I love the Salah. <laughs> I love the Salah so much. Like I, I never had like a way to connect to God on such a personal level. I talked to, the, to God, but I never worshipped God. So there is a difference. Like you really feel so connected. And also like your day has more purpose to it because... Every day, the creator of the universe is calling you to meet with him five times a day. Like, how incredible. For somebody like me who was born into Islam, it is a privilege to meet somebody like you because you are a kind reminder that the privileges that we grew up with or that we were born into, we have to not take for granted and mm -hmm. we have to ensure that there is a level of humility and humbleness that comes with mm -hmm. being born into Islam. You, amongst many people that have been converting online, how do you feel like your platform is going to perhaps change or do you know which direction it's going in? Because I'm sure this was kind of all happening overnight. Yeah, I would say it's it's been kind of an overnight success, you can call it. Honestly, I feel like it has nothing to do with me. It's all Allah. Before having this success, I was an Instagram influencer. After making my account private, I hadn't been doing that for like two years. But as an influencer before, I was into fitness, modeling, and very like body image stuff. For me, it felt surface level. I had maybe 5,000 followers at that point and I thought that was the only way that I could get followers, you know, but after throwing all that away, now it's just amazing. SubhanAllah, I have over 50,000 followers on Instagram without showing my body at all. So it's just like, SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, Allah has a plan. So going forwards, I'm planning just to let Allah guide me in my content and stay curious and keep trying to follow the path that Allah has for me. I just remember this verse from the Quran that says, fear Allah, don't fear men. 
that's that's basically my viewpoint going forward now. I, I'm not scared of people, what they say to me or how others will perceive me because I only fear Allah. That's a really beautiful thing to, to say. And I'm sure the people who are listening will resonate with that in their own way. Yeah. You had mentioned also that your journey through social media and influencing uh, dim the feelings that you have towards it being very body focused. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would say, yeah, when I was an Instagram influencer before, I was just following trends. I, I was trying to get famous. I was following money, fame, you know. At first, I thought I was being body confident and I was empowering women by showing my body, you know. But the more I posted, I noticed that when I posted pictures of my body with less clothing, then I would get more views. So over time, I started to go into this area where I didn't feel authentic to myself anymore. And I didn't feel the way that people were looking at me like a piece of meat. After a while of that, I said, no, it's not worth it. Even if I'm going to lose all of the the sponsorships, the followers and and the income, I don't care because this is not me and and that's not who I want to show the world. So I totally just threw that behind me two years ago and didn't think about it again. It's so funny because I just literally posted a video to my 100 followers on TikTok. I just said, this is so interesting to me. I need to share this with someone, you know, and it blew up. And that is not because of me. That is because of Allah. And I will keep saying that. I think the final remarks I want to focus on is let's just say that there's somebody in the audience that is struggling with their identity or struggling with the way that they feel towards the faith that they were born into, perhaps, mm -hmm. whether it be Islam or other. What would you say to that person in terms of providing words of wisdom? I would say just don't walk by blind faith. What, whatever you will believe in, make sure that you believe in it with your whole heart and your whole mind. Don't be afraid to be curious. Reading another religion's book, it's it's not going to destroy you. Like be curious, look around, you realize that there is a bigger world around you and, and it's okay to test your faith. And you're not going to end up empty handed. Maybe you're going to have more than when you started the journey. Thank you so much, Abby Halfus. It has been a pleasure to interview you. For those of you who are listening, please like, subscribe and hit the notification bell. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And ma'asalama. Ma'asalam. <laughs> <laughs>